This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, November 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. 2018 Farm Bill in Jeopardy. Mayor's signed Memorandum of Understanding on Mississippi River runoff. And House Democrats plan climate focus. Is the Farm Bill in Jeopardy? Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts says he wants to have a key meeting today between all four principal Farm Bill negotiators, but the lawmakers are still deadlocked over several issues, and he singled out House Agriculture Committee Chairman Mike Conaway for the delay in finishing the legislation. The three of us think we have a good Farm Bill, Roberts said about himself, Senator Debbie Stabenow and Representative Colin Peterson. We're getting counter-proposals on Title I and Title IV and Title II. The list keeps growing. And I'm very troubled by the fact that we have an agreement among three, but we cannot get the fourth one. The fourth one, of course, is Conaway, who confirmed to reporters last night that he is not yet ready to agree to plenty of the proposed policies involving conservation, rural development, research, and more. They've got to change their mind on stuff. That's unacceptable, he said. Conaway continues to hold out for changes to the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program and other programs despite criticism from Roberts, but he also stressed to reporters that it's not him holding up the process. You pick your poison as to who you think is standing in the way, he said, and stressed that it took Roberts eight days to respond to the last proposal that was sent to him. On SNAP, Roberts said he cannot get a farm bill passed through the Senate with a provision to make it harder for states to get waivers from existing work rules for SNAP participants. Instead, he said, he expects the USDA to release a proposed rule to do that. That plan did not seem acceptable to Conaway. Conaway said, I've got responsibilities to act on behalf of the House and get what we need to get out of the farm bill. I understand what Roberts and Stabenow want, but we're going to try to get everything we can. We're working to get a conclusion on SNAP. But Roberts said there should already be a conclusion. It's an easy thing to do, he said. Just say yes. Mayor's sign Memorandum of Understanding on Mississippi River Runoff. Leaders of cities along the Mississippi River signed a Memorandum of Understanding to promote a collaborative approach to reducing farm nutrient runoff into the waterway. The MOU is between Field to Market, a group facilitating sustainable agriculture initiatives, and the Mayors of the Mississippi River Cities and Towns Initiative. Field to Market has a measurement tool that can be used to quantify and document the impact of practices such as cover crops on water quality. The mayor's ultimate goal is to set standards for food service companies and other suppliers that their cities use. The mayors, who also have worked out an agreement with other industries, first approached Field to Market about three years ago on ways to connect with farmers. The result was the MOU signed in conjunction with the 2018 Sustainable Agriculture Summit this week in Denver. Vilsack, agreement on sustainability needed. Former Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack opened the Sustainable Ag Summit by warning that sustainability is not just a buzzword anymore. Instead, it's an issue the industry needs to deal with. However, as he has said before, he believes that sustainability standards have to take into account whether practices that customers demand work financially for farmers. Consumers, quote, can't just ask farmers to shoulder the burden alone, he said. Farmers need to see evidence that practices improving soil health, for example, will increase their future profits. 
Vilsack also said there needs to be a global agreement on a definition of sustainability with metrics that can be used to assure consumers that the standards are being followed. House Democrats plan climate focus. Democratic leaders of three House committees announced plans for two days of hearings early next year on the issue of climate change. Our committees plan to work closely together to aggressively assess the public health, economic, and environmental impacts of climate change and to explore the best solutions to combat this challenge, incoming committee chairs said in a joint statement. The committees are Energy and Commerce, Natural Resources and Science, Space and Technology. Keep in mind, Senate Republicans can block any climate-related legislation, but House Democrats can use the oversight hearings to raise the issue's profile heading into the 2020 elections. Study details impacts of SNAP reforms. As many as 1.1 million households would see their SNAP benefits cut by 50 to $75 a month under a pair of provisions of the House-passed Farm Bill. But a study by Mathematica Policy Research for Robert Wood Johnson Foundation shows that another 4 million households would receive a small increase of their benefits, about $10 a month. The provisions would change the way earnings and utility expenses are used to calculate benefit levels. Those provisions have received far less focus than the work requirements that appear to be much a higher priority for House Republicans. The study uses a simulated model developed by Mathematica for USDA. Farm State Senators get new GOP leadership spots. Iowa Senator Johnny Ernst was voted into the GOP leadership yesterday, and Republican Senator John Thune of South Dakota got a promotion to move up the chain of command. Ernst and Thune are both prominent farm state lawmakers and members of the Senate Agriculture Committee. Thune becomes the new whip next year, while Ernst will take the responsibility of being the vice chair of the Republican Conference. I want to thank my colleagues for the tremendous opportunity to represent them in leadership, Ernst said in a tweet. The Senate Republican Conference is strong and will only get better the more we work together. Groups oppose USDA science nominee. More than 200 environmental, farm worker, labor, and other advocacy groups are opposing the nomination of Scott Hutchins to be USDA's chief scientist. In a letter sent to Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts and Ranking Member Debbie Stabenow, the group said Hutchins' three decades at Dow AgriScience, now Cordova AgriScience, and his strong ties to agribusiness and pesticide companies represent conflicts of interest that will undoubtedly affect his ability to do his job. Hutchins encourages growers to use pesticides even when less toxic alternatives are available, the group said in the letter. Among the groups, the Center for Food Safety, Food and Water Watch, Center for Biological Diversity, and Pesticide Action Network. As chief scientist, Hutchins would oversee the Agriculture Research Service, the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, National Agriculture Library, and National Agriculture Statistics Service. Hutchins has the support of major farm groups. The American Seed Trade Association recently called him a renowned scientist with diverse experience in industry, academia, and other professional scientific community. He was nominated in July. Ag Economist, prepare for big changes. The coming decade will be one of transition for farmers and the larger agriculture community, 
that longtime Virginia Tech ag economist David Cole as he spoke to the audience yesterday on the last day of the National Agriculture Bankers Conference in Omaha. The most successful operations, both on the farm and in the boardroom, will be those that use technology wisely and adapt to the needs of the new generation of millennials, Cole said. Where the old-school generation favored control and fixed working hours, the new generation wants structure in the workplace and flexibility to attend to family needs, Cole said. He warned his listeners not to ignore the increasing number of vegetarians and vegans who have the potential to transform food demands. As for the struggling farm economy, Cole said he doesn't see much changing absent a major weather event. Cole said the farm income pie will be smaller, but real good managers are going to get a larger piece, he said. Farm Bureau's predicting a cheaper Thanksgiving. If you want to give thanks, perhaps it should be for food that's increasingly more affordable. The average cost of a Thanksgiving meal for 10 people is $48.90, or about $5 a person. That according to a new installment of a yearly analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation. That's a 22% decrease from last year. Since 2015, the average cost of Thanksgiving dinner has declined steadily and is now the lowest level since 2010, according to American Farm Bureau Federation Chief Economist John Newton. Comet sought on proposal to exempt animal waste emissions from reporting. The Environmental Protection Agency has officially kicked off the comment period on a proposed rule to exempt farm operations from reporting air emissions of animal waste to state authorities. In a federal register notice on Wednesday, the agency said interested parties will have until December 14th to comment on the proposal, which farm groups support and environmental groups oppose. The proposal says it does not apply to release of substances from animal waste into non-air environmental media, nor to release into air from sources other than animal waste or decomposing animal waste at a farm. Here's today's He Said It. Maybe. That was House Agriculture Committee Chairman Mike Conaway responding to reporters who asked if he could reach out to Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts last night. Just moments earlier, Conaway complained to reporters about communicating through the press. I would rather go over and just see Pat and say, what are you doing, as opposed to negotiating a non-issue through you guys. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, November 15th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.